The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. It is actually the official start of the holiday season, at least in the Keith and Taylor household. It's actually sort of funny because Keith and I were having a conversation just right after Halloween, like, all right, well, it's the end of Halloween. We have all of these pumpkins around our house. We have boo decorations, skeletons hanging everywhere. Like, obviously, we don't want to leave those up. But what do we do with this sort of interim period? Like, is it too soon to decorate for Christmas? What about Thanksgiving? Do we just take everything down and have a barren household for the next few weeks? And It was actually Keith who suggested that we switch up the decorations. And I mean, shocking enough that it wasn't me, the Christmas elf herself. But we were sort of just, you know, toying with the idea of maybe doing like a slow transition. Because of course, you know, here in the United States, when we celebrate Thanksgiving, you can still have a few like, you know, pumpkins around or like a cornucopia or something weird. But it's kind of one of those holidays where... I personally don't mind having Christmas decorations up for like it just sort of feels like, you know, the importance of Thanksgiving is not the things on the walls. That's just sort of the way that I look at it. But we weren't exactly sure what we were going to do. And I don't really have many Thanksgiving decorations to begin with. Um, But we had to go to Costco and and we already knew that when we were going to go to Costco this next time that we were going to invest in a Christmas tree. It had been something that we had discussed for a super long time. They have incredible Christmas decorations, like humongous lawn Rudolphs and snowmen, you know, if we actually had like some sort of front yard that are just absolutely gorgeous. And they have, at least right now, or at least at our Costco, two magnificent fake Christmas trees. I mean, don't even get me started on the debate of the fake versus the real Christmas tree because I am very opinionated on it. Essentially, I respect the longevity of getting a fake tree, but I so much more appreciate the realness and the authenticity of a real tree. But I I understand, you know, after seeing my parents lug it through the house every single year, like what a mess it makes. And I hate how you have to take it down like December 26th. Like it just crushes my every heart and soul. So I, I get it. I like the idea of having a Christmas tree that you can invest in and have for years to come. So Keith and I knew that when we were going to Costco, we really wanted to look at these two Christmas trees. And we get to Costco. I think I actually vlogged most of this. So you'll probably see it up on a video if it's not already out or coming soon. But there was two different Christmas trees, a nine foot and a seven and a half foot tree. And we decided, you know what, not only is the nine foot tree like $600, but the seven and a half is just perfect, exactly what we need for our space. Like we're not a family of seven, like it's just the two of us and Reese. We are okay with this seven and a half foot tree. You never really know on ceiling sizes. I'm getting far into the minutia of it, but it was a fascinating debate for us. And we get back home and Keith's like, all right, well, let's put it up. Like, what are we waiting for? Let's put this darn Christmas tree up. And this was a big deal for me, not only because, heck yes, like like I thought I was going to be the one having to put up a fight for wanting to decorate early, but not only was I so darn happy that he suggested it, 
But also it was a huge deal for me because growing up in my house in, in the Woods family household, we kind of had this weird rule where we would not decorate for Christmas until the day after my birthday, which my birthday is November 20th. Weird that it's coming up and even weirder that we'll still be in quarantine for it. But we had this rule in my house imposed by yours truly where we would not decorate for Christmas until the day after my birthday, the 21st of November. And honestly, thinking back on it, like even saying this out loud, the rule makes little to zero sense to me because you would think somebody like me uh, whose middle name is Christmas would actually prefer the decorations up for my birthday. But I think, I don't know, like I think because my birthday is so close to Thanksgiving and then afterwards it just sort of feels like it rushes into like the madness that is the holidays. Maybe I was always scared of my birthday being overlooked or something. I don't know. Like it's a selfish little Taylor mindset coming in, like little Taylor, not like whatever. But yeah, honestly, the logic is lost on me now, but that's just the way that it was in the Woods family household my entire life. And even still, like to this day, I'm pretty sure my mom will do that just in case like I might come home for my birthday or something. But now looking into my living room and having my tree up, you know, the first of November is honestly just a beautiful gift to this world. And let me just repeat first and foremost, just get yourself somebody who wants to put up the Christmas tree the same time you do. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. You need the people in your life who will celebrate the holidays just like you want to celebrate, you know, like you should never have to compromise your love for celebration. And that's just my rant on Christmas trees for the day. I really hope that if you're out there and you're debating putting up your Christmas tree or maybe you're having to to fight the Grinches of the family and they're wanting to wait a little bit longer, you know, here's my two compromises for the day. Either one, just sneakily put up the tree in the living room, hope nobody notices, or two, maybe invest in one of those like little tiny $10 fake trees that you could put on a dresser in your room as like your compromise knowing that you've already started celebrating the holiday even if you have Scrooge downstairs who won't let you set up camp in the living room. So I digress. But I'm um, speaking to, you know, the Scrooges of the family that just don't want to get out of their comfort zone. That is my really terrible segue of wanting to talk about what I would like to talk about today, which is just that getting out of your comfort zone, specifically Taylor getting out of her comfort zone. And it's kind of funny because I've been thinking back on 2020 specifically, and I think in so many ways it has challenged me just you know the year in general it's helped me grow mentally oh my gosh so 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 much even just in regards to like my mental ability to not go crazy like not to implode on myself but also you know just different trials that I've been tested with throughout the year and while I've felt so proud of myself for I don't know somehow keeping a little bit of a level head I also think that 2020 particularly because of quarantine, has allowed me to actually regress in so many areas of my life because I think I've fallen back into this place of comfort. And I I, I know that my biggest weakness is sloth. Like if we're thinking of the seven deadly sins, like I know that 
this is my sneaky way of bringing the Enneagram back to the conversation. But I just know that that is something that I have a really hard time with. I've always been just slow to start to begin with. And it takes a lot for me to get out of a lazy rut. So when we're being told to stay at home or to stay at home order for months and months and months, it's very hard for me to just go out of that with ease. And I mean, we're at the point where that's not even over. And if anything, it's just starting all over again. But because I'm at home so much, I've just fallen back into a place of comfort and I don't want to do anything that is going to challenge me or even just challenge me in a way that will get me off my butt. And it's kind of funny because my last episode, I talked a lot about self-care and how important it is, yada, yada, yada. Um, And I really liked that episode because it helped me dig really deep (laughs) And I thought a lot about the start of my journey on YouTube and how hard I was grinding, et cetera, et cetera. If you haven't listened to that episode already, um, I think it will provide a lot of context for what I'm about to dive into. But I would say probably for the last two months or so, I've been having Keith actually edit this podcast and it just got to the point where it was a little bit too much for me to handle time-wise and he offered to step in and he's been a fantastic help to me. Um, I can't express my gratitude to him enough. I mean, meanwhile, he's probably like, yes, Taylor, you can express your gratitude in the form of payment. (laughs) But um, no, I'm kidding. But anyways, he was listening back onto the episode about self-care when he was editing it. And he calls me into the living room and he was like, listen, I really like what you're saying here about how hard you were working and, you know, how it was too much for you, et cetera, et cetera. When I was trying to balance going to work and trying to start YouTube and I was just not getting enough sleep, et cetera. But he said, in all honesty, I don't think you would be where you are today if you hadn't have done that, like if you hadn't have gone through that really tough period. And truth be told, I really didn't agree with him at first. Like, I still think I fucked myself over a lot. And I I mean that. Like, I, I did not even get a chance to mention this, which is so funny because I remember thinking, I have to tell you all this when I'm talking about that scenario. But It got to the point where it was so bad that I would stay up and edit so darn late that I would end up oversleeping for work. And it got to the point where it was bad, like so bad that I would have those close calls of almost not even waking up for work in time at least once a week, if not more. Like it was really, really bad. And I mean, this was my first professional nine to five full-time job ever. Like how bad of an impression is that if I'm going to be showing up late to work, which thank God I would most of the time make it on time. But I mean, there was multiple times when I would miss the bus and I would have to drive all the way to work, which would just also make me late because Seattle traffic is just beyond ridiculous. It was just bad, 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 bad. So I understood what Keith was saying. Like, you know, work hard to get where you want to go. But at the same time, I was neglecting so much of my sanity almost. And it was funny because I think ever since then, I've just sort of been thinking about that conversation that we had together and even how much of a jump it was out of my comfort zone to start YouTube, like even before the, the mayhem that was my lack of sleep schedule happened. And I've mentioned this before, but 
I usually like to plan ahead for my videos and um, just, you know, get things ready and plan ahead for at least the next six weeks or so. Just so I can map out my videos, I know what to plan for. If I'm going to be doing a challenge, I obviously want to make sure I have enough time to do it, etc., etc. And um, so right now, at the start of November, I've been thinking a lot about December, which if you're a big fan of YouTube or you just you like Christmas in general, you might know that a popular thing to do in the month of December for a lot of YouTubers or content creators is something called Vlogmas. Now, if you've never heard of Vlogmas, I would say it's probably been around for, I would bet, like a minimum of seven, eight years, something crazy. Like it's something that's been around for a very long time. It's very old YouTube, if you will. I don't know if this is true or not, but I think Alicia Marie, the YouTuber, might have started it, or at least it's something that she's very into. Um, And the cool thing about Vlogmas is that it's just supposed to be kind of like fun, raw content. You vlog your day pretty much every single day for the month of December, which means that typically if you're going full in, you know, you're going all in for Vlogmas, that would mean that you're posting a video every single day for the month of December, or some people will do every single day up until Christmas. So 25 days of Vlogmas, I've seen some other people do every other day, or just 12 videos, like the 12 videos of Vlogmas. There's different takes on it, but essentially the idea is just a lot more Christmas fun, vloggy content. And (laughs) quick anecdote, but last year was I tried to do Vlogmas, kind of. Um, It was my second month into starting my YouTube channel. So not only did I have absolutely no idea what I was doing, but my confidence level was just beneath the floor. Like it was so, so low. So, I mean, I don't know how I would have had any sort of confidence to record anything in public, like going to the stores, Christmas shopping or anything like that. But I made a few different videos. I called it A Very Merry Taylor Christmas, kind of a bad title, but you get the gist. And it was so much fun. And they're some of my favorite videos, even though I've taken a lot of them down just because they were horrifically bad, like just so beyond embarrassing. Not even like bad in content, just bad in quality. And just you can tell how nervous I was. It's it's just awkward. But anyways, ever since I've started YouTube, I've wanted to do something like Vlogmas or I've just wanted to participate in Christmas content. Like how could I pass that up? Like that just feels so not me. But here's the thing. I think that it is or it will be an extraordinary step out of my comfort zone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I think that thought alone, like the thought of me failing at it or missing days or messing up or maybe creating content that you are not interested in, scares like the living shit out of me. And I've come up with a few different ideas and maybe I'll just even share them with you now and you can let me know your opinions on them because I'd I'd love to hear maybe what you would prefer because obviously I want to make content for you all. But Right now, what I was planning on doing was creating like my normal content, you know, maybe some challenges or what I eat in a day, things of that nature, you know, 
lifestyle, but fitness related in some sense. But perhaps adding an additional video one time per week. So having three uploads per week. Um, and that additional video would be just a straight, fun, Christmassy vlog. So really, it would be Taylor's normal content with one additional Christmas vlog. That was kind of the direction that I was thinking about going in this moment in time. But I've also toyed with the idea of, well, shoot, do I do full out vlogmas? Although that idea just scares the living shit out of me. Do I do every other day videos? Do I do solely Christmas content for the entire month of December and just say, screw it. Like, you know, even if only the dedicated fans want to watch my videos, then that's just the way it is for the month of December. And, you know, you just bite the bullet for it. Or is it a little bit of both? Like, I haven't really decided on what my plan of action is going to be. I think in all honesty, like I said, I'm scared to step out of my comfort zone, not only in regards to content, just because, you know, it's it's a type of content I don't full out do on my own or on an everyday basis, but also just sort of like for that leap of faith that if I plan this, like if this is something that I want to do, it's it's something I will need to commit to. I don't want to mess up. I think I'm also just nervous about the idea of turning around content in that amount of time and still having the videos be of good quality or still having sanity during my favorite time of year. Like I don't want to be stressed about work or, or videos during Christmas time because I want to be able to enjoy Christmas time. But at the same time, like people are still working. You still work through the holidays. There's still plenty of daylight hours to get this kind of stuff done. But also, I don't have an editor. I don't have anybody that helps me with my videos. And that's not something that um, is a bad thing. I am perfectly okay with that. I'm honestly too protective over my videos to begin with. So I, I wouldn't even know if I'd feel comfortable with an editor. But I do know that is how a lot of other creators can be so successful with Vlogmas because they will have editors, sometimes even, let's say, across the world in Europe or Asia, for example, if they're a content creator in the United States, and they will send their videos to their editor across the world where they will edit them during their daytime, which would be nighttime in the US. So when the video is finished, it's finished for the content creator in the morning, which then makes this Vlogmas idea very, very feasible. Because if you really think about it, unless I'm Casey Neistat, which I'm absolutely not, it is so hard to vlog every single day, edit every single day, and post every single day, even if it's just for three or four weeks. But I just think the juxtaposition of talking about the grind that I had in my last episode is so fascinating in comparison to how I'm pondering whether or not I should fully commit to Vlogmas or how I should go about doing Vlogmas because I almost feel like one year ago Taylor would have been like, well, of course, we're just going to stay up until the wee hours of the morning and not get sleep and just prioritize editing and vlogging, etc., etc., but I think because 2020 has crushed my morale in so many ways and it's just brought about a different kind of slothness to me, I think I'm just scared to step out of my comfort zone and I want to do Vlogmas so darn badly. So maybe I just need to like get over my fear of neglecting my self-care, recognize that I can do it with balance. I can make the kind of content that I want to create around Christmas and around my favorite time of year. Um, and just enjoy the process and try not to be too stressed about it. 
But yeah, let me know your thoughts if you have an idea of what you would prefer to see content-wise for the month of December because I need to start planning now. (laughs) But of course, like my comfort zone in regards to doing something like Vlogmas is such on a trivial scale. Like that's just one example I was thinking of. But lately, I've also been starting my personal training experience for the month of November and I'm sharing a whole video on it. Trust me, you'll be filled in all the details. But essentially for the month of November, I'm teaming up with a personal trainer slash subscriber slash friend named Justina. And she's absolutely incredible. And that was something that was an enormous step out of my comfort zone in so many ways. I think I've always feared something like that because it feels very vulnerable and I've never had that kind of one-on-one coaching where there is so much dedicated attention to me. And I feel like I'm actually not the kind of person who loves attention, which sounds weird as somebody who like edits their voice all day long and makes videos about themselves. In all honesty, it's more so because I, I love the content creation of it all, not because I love me. But I think just having somebody have their sole attention on me is very anxiety ridden and I don't know how to be comfortable with it. And we're doing all of our trainings via Zoom because of course, which I guess could relieve a little bit of anxiety because you'd think, okay, at least you're not seeing somebody else in person. But at the same time, I feel so uncomfortable with the idea of having somebody just watch me through the computer screen, you know, Um, which as I'm saying this, I get like doesn't make a lot of sense considering that I make videos and whatnot, but it just feels very, very uncomfortable. And it's a really scary idea to just have somebody like watch you squat and then be like, okay, now fix this, you know, okay, do this. All right, now fix that. Or like, you know, you're about to freaking give out as you're doing pushups and your arms feel like they're noodles that are going to snap off, but you know that somebody's watching you. So you're going to try and do them a little bit harder than maybe you normally would. Huh? I think just the whole process is very uncomfortable in a good way. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Justina is wonderful and she's so lovely and so warm and makes me feel so good and confident and and capable and able. (laughs) But I think just the whole process is very vulnerable and it's something I need to get used to if I want to better myself. And I think that's something that I need to work on myself is allowing other people to critique me in a positive way in order to better myself. And I think that's where I would struggle getting out of my comfort zone because it's so much easier said than done to allow criticism and allow feedback and allow other people to almost burst your comfort bubble. But when will we grow if we're sitting inside of our comfort zone all day long in our warm and cozy apartment? Like it's just, it's never going to happen. And that's a whole other thing. Like when it comes to getting out of my comfort level with people, particularly as a result of being in quarantine. I've just never recognized how frightening my social anxiety is and how like horrified I get at the thought of interacting with other people, which is so not me. Like if you know me in real life, you would know that I I just love being around other people and it's something that gives me energy. Like I'm a total extrovert, but also very introverted in so many ways. That's just never been me. Like I used to love going to school because I would get to see my friends. I get to hang out with them. And I really think a lot of social anxiety started in college, but it's just been more and more heightened as I've lived in a new city. I felt more vulnerable. And now being in quarantine, I feel extraordinarily isolated. And that just adds to the chaos of it all. But I think I'm just... I'm not used to 
being around other people anymore. And the thought of getting out and being outside, interacting with others, or just like if I will see one friend or something, if one friend safely comes over to my house, you know, even then I'll get nervous. Like, oh my gosh, like what if I forgot how to talk to people? What if I don't know how to engage in conversations anymore? And I I think I've recognized how much of a downside it is to work from home and particularly do YouTube, for example, because it can just be such a lonely place. And yes, you know, sometimes it just sort of feels like you're speaking into the void and nobody's really listening to the podcast or nobody's watching your videos because sometimes, you know, you don't always hear feedback or you don't always get messages or left, right and the other thing. Does make sense? Or it's just sort of like me speaking into the internet and hoping that it doesn't just echo back to me. But I think it's definitely just a challenge that I've had to be more aware of and recognize that I need to be more proactively getting out of my comfort zone and particularly when it comes to interacting with other people. Like I even have FaceTime anxiety. I've talked about that before, but just the thought of talking with somebody like face to face on the phone just is scary and uncomfortable or even like so millennial of me, but like I don't love phone calls because I feel like I can just feel so awkward or just I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, but I had this teacher once who taught us, I want to say on like the literal first day of school that you will never grow inside of your comfort zone. And he was exactly right. And still is exactly right. I would never even be here talking to you all on a podcast if I stayed in my comfort zone my entire life. Like, are you kidding me? Starting a podcast was almost scarier than starting a YouTube channel. Like, who the heck's going to want to listen to me talk to a microphone for 45 minutes? Like, who wants to listen to me talk? Or I don't know, like even applying for a job, like that's something that is terrifying. And it's so hard to do the things that scare you. But I would never be where I am if I just continually let other people do the things that I wished I would have done earlier. And that was like the narrative of my life for so damn long was just watching from the sidelines. And after a while, you just get tired of it. And I think almost that fire under your bum can be the sole motivator for you to get things done or to even push yourself out of your comfort zone. (laughs) Do we want to play a drinking game? Like take a shot every time I say comfort zone in this episode? But it's true, like sometimes you just need that little push or else like what will what will change? What will change in your life if you don't take action to do better or to be more or to do something that scares you? Anyways, I think that this is a little bit of a short episode this week, but in all honesty, my head is just not in the right place right now and I don't have questions of the week because I just, I didn't want to bother you all by asking anything on social media and I just, I don't know, I felt rude and yeah. Um, but I think moral of the story here is that doing things that scare you is freaking scary. (laughs) You know, we're going to have obstacles like a global pandemic that are going to put us out of our normal ways and we're going to be thrown with really scary obstacles that we've never faced before and we're not going to know what to do or, or how to deal with them. Or maybe we'll all of a sudden have an awakening that we want to pursue a passion that we've never pursued before and it's going to feel really scary and it's going to feel very hard but you're never going to know until you try and I can honestly say that I'm not somebody that is is very confident in myself and I've had a hard time dealing with that confidence especially on the internet and my self-image has been I don't even know, like totally construed because of the things I see online. And you can easily let so many comments, good or bad, go to your head so easily. And 
there's going to be hard things with everything in life, you know, but you have to stick it out for the things that are worth it for you. I love how I started this episode talking about Christmas trees and I'm ending on like such a depressed note. But if that just isn't the theme of 2020, then I don't even know what is. But um, thank you for listening to this weird episode. I hope that you can find a little bit of solace in just having, you know, a moment to yourself while listening to this, hopefully. Or you could be like me and try and do like 600 different multitasks while you're listening to a podcast. Honestly, the only way to listen to podcasts. I've become that person that will have to have a podcast on when I'm doing anything now. I think it's actually probably very bad for your mental health because I'm very uncomfortable with silence. Maybe that's something I need to do to get out of my comfort zone. But I'm cooking, I have to have a podcast on. I'm working out, I have to have a podcast on. I go on a walk, I go on a run, I need a podcast on. I'm getting ready, I'm starting my day, I need a podcast on. Are we getting a theme here? But anyways, if you're like me, then hopefully you got something done while you were listening to this. Or if you're maybe a little bit more put together with your life, maybe you just sat and were introspective for a few minutes. But um, love you all so much. I'm thinking of you. If you need anything, if you need somebody to talk to, please message me on Instagram. You can message me on Twisty Pod if I'm not answering on Taylor Woods. It's a little bit easier to message on Twisty Pod than it is on Taylor Woods um, on Instagram. <laughs> Am I making sense? So let me know if you have any questions questions or if there's anything that you want to hear me chat about for the next month or so, please, please, please let me know your thoughts on Vlogmas because I'm honestly very interested in your feedback because like I said, right now I'm thinking about just doing one additional video once a week, but I'm also sort of leaning towards the idea of doing just three vlogs a week or maybe it's four vlogs a week. Is that too much? I don't freaking know. Also, what days do you like to watch videos? Like, should I do a Sunday upload? Should I do a Wednesday upload? you tell me. Please let me know. Love you all from the very bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing okay. Please let me know if you have any questions or if you need somebody to talk to. Always here for you and I will talk to you next week.